Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Daniela Burnett, the author of Lead Me Into Danger, the first in the Emmeline Kirby and Gregory Longdon mystery series. Daniela, welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for having me on. It is a pleasure to chat with you. Tell us first about, this is the first book in the series, so tell us about your, your two lead characters, Emmeline and Gregory, and how are they going to, how they're going to drive this series forward. Okay. Well, um, they're both British. Uh, she's a journalist. He's a jewel thief. Uh, they are former lovers who haven't seen each other in two years. And they, she literally tumbles into his arms when she witnesses someone try to murder a fellow uh, journalist in Venice. And then the story develops from there because her friend is ultimately killed. And Emmeline and Gregory try to um, find the killer. And they uh, come across a Russian spy in the British Foreign Office. So um, as you can tell, uh, the book takes place in Venice and in London. And um, my character, Emmeline, she, as, uh, she's a journalist. She's determined to find the truth. Um, sometimes uh, she's a little bit reckless in, in that determination. Um, she's also very human. She has a short temper and is impatient. And I guess that also drives her determination to find the truth. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Gregory, he's, he's a mystery man. He has a... a, a a mysterious background. Uh, he's very suave and charming. Picture, picture a uh, Cary Grant for the 2000s. He's, uh, he has a mysterious background, but he's very charming. Um, being a jewel thief, um, normally that's under the heading of a bad guy, but he's not quite a bad guy because he's uh, he's uh, determined to find the truth as well. So they are opposites, but in a way they um, work together very well. It's it's a unique uh, sleuthing team. You don't normally find a journalist and a Jew thief uh, working together to find the truth, find a murderer, and so forth. And I was immediately intrigued when I saw the description for the book because of just that. Well, it, it was more the jewel thief than the journalist. But, uh, you know, I have been a fan of jewel thieves in books and movies. And as I was reading um, bits of this, I was thinking of Cary Grant. I, I think I have the title right to this movie. Is it To Catch a Thief back yes, in the day? To Catch with, a Thief, yes. I, I was thinking of him. And, I mean, that is actually the face that I, that I put on, uh, on Gregory. So... <laughs> I'm pleased to hear you say that he looks a bit like him, or, or picture him. Well, yeah, well, a charming fellow in that vein, mm -hmm. because um, I've I've been a, a fan I, since I was a little kid. I, I grew up watching old movies, so Cary Grant and uh, Gregory Peck—they're my favorites. So, you know, I, that all of that influences me. And um, in terms of, um, I've been an Anglophile since I was. A little kid. I grew up reading all British books and uh, the classics and mysteries. I've been a mystery lover and masterpiece theater. So all of that together influenced me when I started developing my series. Now, this is a, a first novel for you, correct? Yes. Yes, right. it is. But, now, you could but, have gone, as, as an Anglophile and a mystery writer, you could have gone in a completely different direction with this. You, you could have had a little old lady sitting in a, in a building outside a castle sipping tea. 
Yes, you can. Well, that, that's a different aspect of the mystery because that's like the cozy genre mm-hmm. the, of the, uh, the range of the mystery. But I, I, I like thrillers, my spy thrillers as well. So I felt that this was the direction for me to go with. Like it's like partial mystery, partial romantic suspense because there is quite a bit of a romantic element in there in the book because of their um, form, their background together. So, um, so that's just that's just how my story started to spin in my head. And it's it's interesting because I, as I was reading, I was thinking, you know, there should be a genre called romantic mystery. There isn't. It's either mystery or romantic suspense. But this is a mystery, and there are romance elements in there. So I, I guess traditionally we'd call it romantic suspense, but it, it really it's a really good mystery too. Yes, yeah, it's a little bit of a because I've been influenced with both and so uh, both aspects, and um, for me, it, it like romance adds a little bit of mystery to any story, and um, the mystery side of it. Um, I've always, for me, it's always been about the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't need to know about the, how much blood and guts have been spilled, but it's the puzzle, the crime. Why was the crime done? And trying to find out who did it. Because for me, whenever I've, I've read mysteries, um, I feel that the author has left clues for you there, like little pearls. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the reader's job to pick them up and string them together to form the necklace to fo- solve the crime. So, you know, that's why I liked to combine both aspects, the romantic element and then the, the puzzle aspect of it, the mystery. And one of the things that we hear in writing classes and read in writing books is to write, mm-hmm. write what you know. And yeah. I'm, I know, I'm assuming you're not a jewel thief, but no. <laughs> as, as I see from your website, you are a journalist. Well, yes, my my uh, my degree is in journalism. Yes, so I, I know that aspect of it. And then um, the 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 book takes place in London and Venice. I've been to both cities um, several times, so I'm very familiar with them. So uh, that's the right what you know. <laughs> <laughs> did you make any specific research trips, or did you rely on memory when you were writing the book? Uh, just on memory, or if there are certain things, um, like a, a certain area that I wanted to be a little bit more familiar with to write a bit more in the book, I would look it up. But uh, just from memory, and or, and especially like when I visited those cities, areas that I liked very much, of course, that stuck in my memory. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, because uh, I have like a visual, I'm a very, I have a very visual memory. So that's uh, that what helped me write the story. And some of the settings are very richly described. So I'm guessing those are the places that where you actually had the chance to sit and look around a little bit. Yes. And, <laughs> and I just to absorb the, uh, the atmosphere, the flavor of the place. Yes. All right. We mentioned that this is your first novel, but it's not your first book. You published a couple of different poetry collections, which I find fascinating. One was Mm -hmm. titled Timeless Allure and the other Silken Reflections. So how does one go from poetry to writing mysteries? 
Well, actually, it was the other way around, because I was always writing stories and so on, and then I started to get more into poetry, and I thought, okay, let me focus on the poetry first, and I wrote the two collections, and I was, like, I was still writing stories, mysteries, like the, 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 the themes, the ideas for this series were still um, rumbling around in the back of my head. So once I finished the part, it's like, you know what, now I have the first book really formulated in my head, and I, I sat down to write Lee me into danger. Mm-hmm. And um, the, but the poetry books, because that also uh, that uh, focus uh, both poetry books are romance, nature, um, and those types of settings and, and themes. So that again, you see the um, influence in my mysteries as well. And do you, as someone who is a poet, uh, do you? I don't, I don't know exactly how to phrase this question, but mm-hmm. with with. Poetry, you have to be so precise with the language and with the words that you choose. Do you find yourself applying some of that thinking to your uh, to your fiction writing? Well, I did. It, like you just mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, that you felt like you were really in the place. They were very richly described and so on. I think that the poetic aspect of my writing shows in, in, the, in, in the descriptions in the book of the, the places. It's interesting because... What what many listeners may know and, and some may not know is oftentimes writing a novel is not the path to instant riches, but no. there's something that has to be even, the, the, the odds of great success are even higher, and that's got to be writing poetry. So you, you've chosen a, a difficult path. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, I write, like now, I'm focusing on my mystery series. I've, I've sort of put the uh, poetry aside. Not that I've stopped it completely, but I've put it to the side because I wanted to focus on my mystery series. So, yeah, it, it's been, in terms of getting published and so on, it's been a long struggle. It's been very difficult. But everybody kept telling me, whatever you do, don't give up. Just keep on writing. And, and that's I, what I did. <laughs> I saw in the acknowledgments uh, where you thank some people at uh, Mystery Writers of America in your local mm-hmm. chapter in New York. Yeah. Uh, how helpful were they to you in this process? Oh, they, in terms of getting published, getting a publisher, they didn't help in that aspect, but they gave me a wealth of advice, a wealth of support, wealth of suggestions where I could um, try to. Um, submit my writing and they even they have a mentoring program where I I, I um, applied to that and they paired me with a mentor and I gave the fifth, first 50 pages of my book and they gave me a critique and so on and that was very helpful and whenever I need some advice or so on I know I can turn to one of my fellow Mystery Writers of America colleagues because they're always there um, to, to support me. It's amazing how helpful the overwhelming majority of authors are when it comes to dealing with new writers and helping new writers. There's no sense of there's a limited pie and there are only so many slices. It is essentially unlimited, and the more people writing great books, uh, the better for everyone that's in the writing business. Yeah, no, I agree, and like especially um, those uh, three writers that I um, mentioned in my acknowledgments, uh, the best-selling authors Tracy Grant, Susan Elia McNeil, and Lauren Willig. They are they are very big authors, New York Times best-selling authors, and. You know, I sent them emails saying, you know, I, that I was admirer of their books, longtime fans, and then I told them about myself and I said, do you have any advice? All of them 
answered back to me. And it shows that not only were they willing to help a fellow writer, but they remembered how hard it was mm-hmm. to start, and they were willing to help. And I found that 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 was a lot of encouragement, and that, that helped me to move on, to keep trying when I was in the face of rejections and so forth. And of course, one of the things that they all know is that even, it, it, it may be hard with the first novel, but it may be Maybe not just as hard, but still pretty darn hard on the 20th novel. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you have to think, okay, well, the stories continue, if, especially if you have a series like mine, you know, the characters, okay, wh- what what kind of trouble what in, can they get into in this book, and how can I get them out of it, and so on. Yes, and <laughs> so if, we, if you have a series with uh, with 19 successful novels, there's, there's a great deal of pressure for that 20th novel. Yeah, you don't want people it, saying, wow, she's lost it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to know. You have to continue that and keep it keep it fresh every time. You know, a new adventure, but also to keep maintain the quality of the writing so that people don't say, "Oh, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's going down." Another thing that you're probably experiencing now is that with the first novel. It, there's only self-imposed pressure to have it done. Mm. Uh, but once it's out there and you have readers who enjoy the book, then they want the next book. So it yeah. may have taken you a while to write the first book, but uh, the, the timeline is going to be condensed a little bit for the second. So are you working on the second book now? Well, actually, the second and the third are already complete. Oh, good for uh, you. Because, because uh, you know, I was struggling. I finished the first book, and I was still struggling for a publisher and an agent, and I couldn't find it. So I started the second book. Mm-hmm. I finished the second book, and it was the same story. Then I did the third book, finished the third book, and it was the same. And then finally, I found my publisher, Black Opal Books, and uh, they gave me the contract for the first three books because they were completed. I'm actually um, almost finished with the fourth book. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the second book will be, I just uh, did first round edits uh, uh, last month. Mm-hmm. So the first, second book, which is called Deadly Legacy, will be coming out in uh, 2016. Um, I don't have a, a, a release date yet, but as book number two will be coming out in 2016. That's great. Do you think they'll put you on a, an annual basis, or maybe you could speed it up a little bit since the, the, the books uh, are mostly done? Uh, well, I'm not sure because, you know, they they have a certain schedule and right. certain slots, too, for the other authors. You know, it's also the number of books in the in the same genre. You know, you don't want to have too many coming out at the same time. So I think it'll likely it will be an annual basis. But again, you know, it, it, it depends on a lot of things, the schedule and, and how they want to space things out to encourage to get more readers interested. Okay. And there's one question that I always try and ask. Uh, debut authors, and that's yeah. what was the most surprising thing about the process to you? The process of being published. Uh, the surprising thing. Well, oh, I, actually, the most surprising thing was when uh, because my publisher does two rounds of edits: first round edits, then second round edits. I was surprised both in the first round and second round that. There weren't so many edits at all. I mean, there were certain things where they I had certain criticisms and so on. I made the change. I was able to do the changes in both cases in two days. I, wow! That's what I that's what I was surprised about. That there, I, I didn't think that there wouldn't be any edits at all, but that there weren't um, too many, and I was able to finish them each time in two days. So 
Wow, terrific. Congratulations. So that is a very pleasant surprise. Sometimes I'll ask that question and I'll get a a very unpleasant surprise (laughs) that sometimes relates to that first edit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Daniela, where can people find Lead Me Into Danger? Well, they can find, if they're interested in finding signed copies, um, they're available at the Mysterious Bookshop um, in Manhattan. Um, it's available at Amazon. It's available at Barnes & Noble. It's available from my publisher, Black Opal. It's uh, available from Kobo, from All Romance, um, and all those sources. And what's the best way for listeners to keep up with you or find you online? And I, I bet if you send people to a website, you'll have links to places is where they can buy the book as well. Yes, yes, that's exactly correct. Um, people can find me on my website or and, and on Facebook, too. Okay. And I will link to your website in the show notes, but it is daniellaburnett.com, but Burnett is spelled B-E-R-N-E-T-T.com, so a little bit unusual there. But I'll have links to both of those in the show notes. Daniela, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do pop by the website, please sign up for the email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like Lead Me Into Danger from Daniela Burnett. Thanks for listening.